Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your Friday episode with me, Alex Mitten. Oh, do you know what's so funny is the audio wasn't recording the first time we did that, and Jamie's now done it a second time, and it's equally as bad. Do you know the what? Second time round, it's not funny. Do you know what? It's just you're a joke. I try and try and do something funny and interesting, and is, you this, just is this your attempt? Is this your attempt yeah. at humour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta love a trier. Well, you just, God loves a trier. God does love a trier. Um, he doesn't. Li- he, he doesn't like. He doesn't. He do, doesn't like someone like you. Do you know one of the hardest things I, I I ever got told, or one of the the things that hit me the deepest when I was a kid? What? Some girls called me a tryhard. Oh my god, it fucked me wow. up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "You are a tryhard," and I went, "What? What can you say what, to that? What you can see through this uh, <laughs> this, this fucking cool this exterior. laziest this lazy <laughs> this lazy exterior that I'm just but you know what you know what a tryhard yeah, is it's like try like obviously I'm like trying to be cool too much dude i know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. how old were you i must have been like 11 listen i, I told you this deep, before 13 years old went to a party kissed a girl she then started kissing another guy i tapped on the shoulder said what's going on she turned around and said you're a mistake <laughs> that that cut me deep boy yeah that's, that's tough life lessons though hey oh. we got a great episode today yeah we do we do i like Who's on the podcast i like it when we have uh Song, musicians musicians songwriters on who is it it's always a good it's always a good story well shout his name baby we got james bay oh which is actually spelled which is actually spelled b-a-e james bay he's my bay <laughs> james bay yeah he's my bay we got james bay on the podcast um i've been a fan of james bay's ever since like two i, I feel like 2014 is when i first started listening i think that was his first it's album that one, yeah it's funny first that. Al- yeah, first yeah. Album release. i think i was like you know back from the early days like. <laughs> i was at the brits when he performed with justin bieber he, he performed love your love yourself and with uh da, justin da, bieber and he 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 just um played the guitar he just jammed out he jammed out next to him he's performed on stage with ronnie wood at brixton we talk about that he's on tour in november we talk about that 
We talk about his new album, Leap, and how he's vulnerable with we, it. I mean, we talked about the full journey. We spoke about him working in a record store when he was younger. Spoke about his partner, Lucy. They've been together ever since they were, they've been together 13 years. That's a proper love story. Baby girl, Ada, speaks about her as well. It's actually just a, a great episode. And if you're a fan of James's, you're going to really get into this because this is an awesome episode. It is. Hey, should we kick things off? Let's do it. Kick it into yeah. fifth gear. All right, here we go. Oh, Let's go. Lovely. James Bay on the podcast. Oh, before we kick things off, sorry, quick note. Go and follow us on Instagram at Private Podcast or TikTok. Here's James Bay on the podcast. Enjoy. James, what we do at the beginning of our podcast is something super fun, which I just feel like everyone loves it. Okay. <laughs> they, they love it. They absolutely love it. Tell me all about it. Um, I want you to introduce yourself, uh, how you would introduce yourself if you were, if you were, I don't know, if you were telling about yourself. Just, you, just, yeah, just introduce yourself. Okay. But it has to be in 30 seconds. I could probably do it in two. Well, I, well two? make it 10. Okay. Make- Hi, I'm James Bay, innit? <laughs> Smashed it. Whoa. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> okay, go. 30 seconds. Didn't, you don't have to stick within the time limit, but here you go. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. That's too much already. All right, let me dial it <laughs> no, back. No, I'm in, I'm in. Like Guys it. and gals, no. Uh, hailing all the way from somewhere else in London. Uh, weighing in at, I can't remember what I weigh in pounds, so I can't do the wrestling thing. Um, coming in at six foot one, I think. Um, your favourite sad songsmith, James Bay. There we go, ladies nice. and gentlemen, James Bay. <laughs> It's the first time I've ever been asked to do it, and hopefully the last. I also like the fact that you were, you, there was a lot of I thinks. It was like, I think I'm 6'1". Yeah, no I, idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, than quite, it's quite a hard thing to do, because you've got to like, big yourself up, haven't Yeah, you? I mean, who, who in this wants, country, let alone, he, he's, he's probably not, quite not oh, least the world. Oh, yeah, I could probably do it. I, I, I could probably give <laughs> he, it up. He's happy with three minutes. <laughs> three, four <laughs> minutes. Where do I, I start? I, like a mini autobiography. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously all read my book, so... I won't bore you with the backstories. But, James, have you, have but you, let me take you through it again. Have you, have you written a book yet? I have not written a book. I love yet. I love the expectation. I appreciate the expectation. Thank you. Well, I, you're an I've artist, right? So I, I would expect at some point. I, 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 I don't know. No, I've, I've not written a book. I've not really got enough interesting stuff to say yet. I'm still, I think my, my life goal is to sort of have even five interesting enough things to say in a book. So give me a minute. Do you know what's so funny is that your life is far more interesting than mine in every single way i'm not, I'm not just saying that and i've written a book <laughs> that's well, okay all right okay. it's one of the worst things i've done and i actually by the way paper book at paperback is out today it's not so so james have you written a book was all the beginning of the plug what a segue that what i i, I, read, I have i haven't written a book sorry to interrupt but i've made a third album it came out the other day so mm. please go and buy it there's my plug there we go leap, it's guys. called leap leap go and I get feel, it i feel like i need to sell something now. go it. and get it whatever leap, it is leap is out right now everyone go and grab it um i i, I read in an article that your favorite a book that changed your life mm. um was called old country um, uh it was called um another country another country it's by james baldwin He's a very good author. He's James uh, he's he's really was sort of operating uh, in the fifties and sixties, um, and he was uh, sort of controversial in his world. He comes from America, not not part um, of the the Baldwin family. No, not one of those Baldwins. <laughs> Thank God. No, no, that would uh, that wouldn't surprise me. There's though. so many of them. <laughs> yeah, I know they do everything. Uh, he he cut, he was he was a he was a um, 
in the 1950s, he sort of came to kind of prominence, I suppose, big mates with everyone from Martin Luther King to Bob Dylan. And um, he was the son of a preacher. He was a black gay man in the South part of America. Mm. Uh, so he had a pretty intense life experience, wow. but he wrote some absolutely phenomenal books. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that most of the books of his I've read are fiction and they are phenomenal stories about those kind of times set all over different parts of America. Some of them set in like France. He had a lot of time living in Paris. Are there just kind of something about them for me is like a songwriter's dream. There are some moments in books and songs and sort of in, in music, like for me, artists like Joni Mitchell, I listen to that music and I read James Baldwin's books. I do like half a page or I get to the first chorus of a Joni Mitchell song and I have to stop and go and start writing myself. They're just very inspiring. Mm. So uh -huh. like that, that, another country, James Baldwin, another country, I read it when I was about 20. Felt very grown up at the time. Why, why does very that happen? Why does that happen? But it was amazing. Why does that happen to you? Because I, because I, I, there's there's so many interesting things that I, you're you're so artistic in that way that you're. I think there's a lot of musicians, artists, creators out there who are kind of create because they just they sort of it's just they just create right. But you you really love the art form of yeah. creating. Yeah, I, I I love all the nuances. I can overthink it all. I can go sort of too deep into all the details and, 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 but getting lost in there is probably an okay thing. Um, uh, because out of that, eventually it seems comes at least a seed of inspiration. So, mm. you know, if, 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 if I'm going to sort of bury myself in, in all sorts of different great, I suppose, art, whether it's songs or, or, or books or movies, movies, there's so much inspiration coming out of movies. I don't know if yeah, yeah, songwriters yeah. talk about that enough or I, I, I like to talk about it a lot just watching because for me as a writer watching life happen in a film or actually obviously in real life is where I is where I get a lot of my sort of inspiration but, but do you not think in film storytelling is slightly lost at the moment or no maybe but, because you know what I mean if there's we, a lot of like sequels and like franchise and I don't get me wrong they're just rebooting everything there's a lot of reboots they, how many need, Batmans some, are we on we need some <laughs> fresh <laughs> stories we, we need fresh stories I really loved Christopher Nolan who is, is famous for some big I love reboots he's a big big you know he's done a Superman movie done Batman movies but like Interstellar for example or yeah. Inception these feel like kind of fun original mm. ideas that are like really quite interesting and he is such a big dog and seems to be one of the only people that kind of gets the backing from Hollywood to sort of go and do those things but they're kind of few and far between at the moment maybe we're not digging in on the sort of indie movie like that's just not happening anymore arena like, but also I was thinking this the other day just a tangent it's like you know if you took like something like True Romance right one of the greatest love stories of all time that is the most amazing storytelling it's great storytelling yeah and that just wouldn't happen anymore but in music storytelling happens all the time <laughs> it does and it's actually it's there are uh points in pop music at the moment where it's it's sort of getting so intense and like lyrics are i don't want to make a joke out of this because i fully support it but sometimes it makes me smile when i hear a songwriter go into such detail about the color of the toothbrush that was in your mouth and your <laughs> oh your teeth was you said your teeth were so crooked but i thought your <laughs> smile was beautiful and that's i like, love that song. okay huge. that is a that. line that i would that's exactly that i think yeah i thought your, your teeth. you know that song exists somewhere I, and respect so to whoever true. wrote it respect to whoever wrote it it's 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 all allowed um i don't your, know your teeth, your i guess teeth, everything, you think your teeth everything's been done Everything's been done, so I, they have to go down the the toothpaste. I think your teeth route, is crooked, yeah. but I love your route, smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something. <laughs> there's something. Yeah, it probably like exists, yeah. but but like it's all allowed. And um, I, I I suppose my point is, if that's happening in songwriting, and it's it's an original take on something at the very least, then it feels I'm I'm going to be a little bit more inspired than that than than yet another Batman. All respect to Robert Pattinson and the new Batman. I haven't seen it yet, but I bet it's brilliant. No. 
Too long? Know. I've not seen know. it. Listen, okay, it. okay, lots of things. Okay, you hear Batman's meant to be stealth. You hear him walking in with his boots. <laughs> like for me, that was like what, a what bit. It, what does it sound it? like? Glup, glup, glup. Like, like a horse a walking in. Guy. Yeah, there's a Batman's here. I was like, what the hell? Batman's meant to be stealth. Oh, Michael Keaton was pretty stealth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was, I'm my, all about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was so stealth. I like Michael uh, yeah, exactly. Christian Bale, silly voice, but I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, but so do you, do you, are you a big fan of kind of um, fantasy and superheroes and things like that? In yeah, a way? I can get into it. There are some sort of depths that I can't, I, I don't have so much into. Like there was, I, my generation was very sort of, there was the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, we, we, we're the same age, we're same right. age. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I, mm, nah, I don't, I'm not interested. I didn't like that either. I was, and, and, like, um, uh, this is a big statement but mm. obviously the lord of the rings it, it all looks fantastic but i don't know the storyline i haven't followed it i'm so sorry i, I yeah I like game it. of thrones i like game it. of thrones i could do really? i suppose it's a little bit more lowbrow <laughs> <laughs> love it but i watched you're gonna have some people coming after yeah you. absolutely yeah. that's why i was looking at the room to <laughs> yeah. agree with me everybody straight face <laughs> they're not going to protect you they're all like anybody with me no i mean there's a lot of blood and boobs yeah there is there's more they, blood and boobs in that yeah. than there is lord of the rings or even well harry potter's a different thing for kids in it so Anyway, don't, don't you dare say that. Excuse me. Don't you dare say that. Harry Potter's great. It's it's all good stuff. I I I never got into it. I didn't, what the fuck is wrong with you? Confess, you? I didn't. I didn't read the book. No, Shut I didn't read the books. I listened, you're I listened, a psychopath. I listened to Stephen Fry, the audio book. Okay, driving yeah, down, driving down to Cornwall. There you go. Family holidays. It was all right. Beautiful. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Even you were what eleven. <laughs> it was good to fall asleep to. Yeah, yeah. Like, this Love is okay, mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're critiquing I, I could Harry do Potter. But I want to be like, yeah. what, what has Stephen Fry got to yeah. say? Can we put yeah, him yeah. on? Like, can we? That's. I, I mean, I probably would have felt the same. But um, James, I heard you were. I heard one of the things I heard is that when you're the happiest you think you've ever been is when you were learning guitar when you were 11 years old. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one to pull. I, I, I haven't said that kind of thing for a while. And I think that's true. And you're asking <laughs> me as a man who's nine months into parenthood. I know. And I, right. we want to get into so, this. So we I want to go get there. into this. Yeah. So, so thank you very much. There's, there's been an upgrade maybe on that happiness thing. But, but this is a way of me getting into your childhood. We'll uh, get, okay, great. Let's do childhood. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, therapy. Um, uh, happiest I've ever been when I was learning guitar. One of the happiest times I've ever sort of experienced also was, which is music related as well. So when I was a kid, like when I was 12, by the time I was 12, my parents were like, get a job. Shut up. Yeah. They were like, you can't, we can't be doing pocket money anymore. I was like, hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Well, go uh, down the mine. What are you? Almost. <laughs> what are you gonna get? I thought you were going to say what it, what it actually was. It, was. it wasn't go down the mine. It was going on the market and work okay. for them. Yeah. So I went down the market. So I, by, by the time I was 12, um, I, I had a job working in, uh, on the market, but I wasn't old enough apparently to, to like sell stuff, which probably makes sense. Uh, so these two ladies had this sort of knickknack stall. I don't know what they were selling, all sorts of random shit. <laughs> um, but I would get up, I remember, it was these were some of the worst moments of my life, actually, getting up uh, on a Tuesday morning, so a school day at 4 a.m. To, to, to like eat something, get my bike out the shed in January, Oh, I mean, all year round, but I remember the January nights mornings the most. Old. Ride down to the market. They'd open up the back of the lorry that they drove down from wherever they live to this market in Hitchin, where I come from, this little town. And um, I'd pull out and, and put up the stall, like all the, the metal, you know, this like scaffolding yeah, with like tarpaulin over it, absolutely freezing. It didn't matter what gloves you were wearing. Yeah. Um, and I was 12 years old. I would do that uh, from five till sort of seven is how long it would take me. 
on my own with a little bit of help from the ladies who were sort of in their late 60s, early 70s. So with all respect, they were not doing an awful lot. I was doing, there's lots of clips and clamps and screws and bolts and freezing cold metal bars. They weren't doing much, were they? I, I must say as well, again, respect to them and thank you for the job, but that was two hours, right? And then I'd come back after school. So hang on, I want, I want to do the what, full chronology. Yeah, full, as well, give us the full thing. 7am, I'd go home get in the shower, have my second breakfast, go to school. Wait, wait what time are so you, you up in the morning? You've done like a half, half day of work already. Yeah, 4.30, probably Did up in the morning to get there up... for five. Jesus. And I, I used to have, it was my first experience. You know how before a flight, you don't really sleep. Yeah. You kind of keep waking up throughout oh, the night. Yeah, yeah. That was me on a, on a sort of Monday night going into Tuesday. So I do all of that. Then I go to school for a Tuesday. And then from school in my uniform, I walk from school to the market. So I hang around for 20 minutes while they were finishing up the last sort of sales. Then I spend the next two hours taking it apart, uh, putting it down, putting it in the back of the lorry. So that day, I got a five pound note for that. I don't want to sound like tight. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, maybe. Don't, I don't sound know. it. Don't sound it then. Be grateful. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah. I my parents were like, be grateful. That's money. I was like, yeah, it is money. It absolutely is. I was yeah. trying to say, yeah, it is money, but what about these bags? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a guy who used to I'm do it. you're six foot, six foot one. Like, well, you think I should be bigger? No, stunted growth. Tell no me about sleep, it. Right? Yeah, trauma, absolutely. Trauma yeah. Yeah. But it was two rounds of Weetabix. So maybe, you know what I mean? There was one uh, yeah, before. Yeah, there we go. So anyway, why, why am I talking about, I'll, I'll get to my, the, the, the wider point. Um, but also one thing that irked me, mm. and I'm still talking about it here today, look at me at 31 yeah. years old, yeah. is that the guy who did it, so I did it like a Tuesday and a Friday and he, the other dude did it on like a Wednesday and a, and a Saturday and he kind of got me the job. He'd been doing it for a little bit longer. And at Christmas, well, like a little bit older kid, slightly, yeah, like a year older. At Christmas, we both got a Christmas card, and the excitement he said is that that has the bonus in it. I said, "Oh shit, the bonus! Let's Here do it." Go. Open my card. He opened his, but he opened his first. He went, "Oh sick, a tenner." Open mine, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's nothing. your bonus. That's my yeah, bonus. Yeah. Thanks so much. Well done. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Come back next. I should sound so ungrateful. But you're lying. You're lying. There must have been something in there. No, I promise you. There's no. There's no. There's nothing for me. And I remember my, even my parents were a bit like they couldn't even be like you know. Learned the, there was no lesson to learn. They were like, that's, that's the cheap. moral of this story is that everyone's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the reason why I say all of this uh, is that so when I was 11 and I was learning to play the guitar mm. for the first time ever, it, it, I'm sure it absolutely was like one of the happiest times of my life. As, as you learn and you sort of you get something else down and under your fingers, it's, it's a huge moment. Um, but market job, sack that off eventually because I suppose it was. I don't know how long I did it for. I did a few different the, little the jobs. The money went to your head. The money, the money couldn't <laughs> go to my head if it tried. Uh, I eventually got a job in a supermarket. That was soul-destroying. Um, I, I did supermarket. But, but I, I needed that job because that was that was a bit more than a fiver. That was like 200 quid a month. And I, I oh, there we go. Big I, only money, needed, I only needed that job for a few months. But there was a guitar I really wanted yeah. um, to sort of save up for. Again, my parents were like, nope, you got to earn that. Which I respect. <laughs> your, your parents like tyrants. I respect it. No, I, I, I respect I, it as well. I, I, I'll I take it. it. I'll yeah, take yeah, it. It's yeah. taught me something, definitely. And um, so it only took me three or four months to save for the guitar. But the supermarket job came with a discount card. And my mum mm. was like obsessed with the discount card. That's why she wanted you to get that Absolutely job, yeah. right. <laughs> and then I got offered, uh, my girlfriend's parents were from the same hometown and mm. her parents ran the record store in town. Um, they owned it. And um, every teenager in town was handing in their CV every weekend going, you know, if you just, if you ever need anyone. And they couldn't, they literally, record stores even, what, 12 years ago, I don't know, how long was it? Longer than that. 13, 14. 15 years 15 ago, years let's years. say that. Um, they, record stores even then were sort of struggling. So they yeah. were this tiny little record store in town who as a family, so Lucy worked in there with her parents. That was, the, they were the people who worked in there. 
Um, they couldn't afford to like employ someone else. But I, I sat on the till at that supermarket and I sulked so hard that one day um, her dad came in and said, James, we reckon we need one more person if you'd be up for it. And I was just like... So he sensed your sulk. I, I, you say he sensed it. I think I hammed it up so <laughs> intensely. Uh, and I'm very grateful to this day because my point is, after all this chat, my point is that working in that record store and I was actually there the day it closed down and I closed it down with them and everything. It was very sad because record stores around 2006, 7, it's 8, coincide 9. coincided when you started working They there. started to fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. year. Yeah, one year I got to work there. I got to work there for the last year of its existence. And I was there for the closing down sale and sort of taking the place apart, which was very sad, but that mm. was one of the best and happiest times of my life. Working in a record store, people coming in. Wow. Oh, I want to I want to I want to hear like this thing or that thing and I I was going through all the records obsessed. I was I loved I used to love the sleeve notes in records yeah, and like, yeah, all the yeah, different yeah. things that I was obsessed with all of that. So, what a, were you obsessed with? Are you obsessed with the music or the the style music of, definitely, or, or the what, or or the kind of like what what is that? What's the great movie with? Um, come on, we all know it. Um, um, Jack Black's in it. Uh, Jack Black is in and it. And John Cusack. John in Cusack's it. in it. And, it's and called, the, the name hey, is what? High Fidelity. High Fidelity. It. Yeah, it's 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 a similar vibe. Yeah. That the experience that you sort of feel off that movie working in a record shop was sort of similar. Although I was working with my girlfriend's parents, so it wasn't quite the ha same. Yeah, but, hang. Dude, but there's something amazing about rec record stores. There were you. I, I'm I'm in Notting Hill, and you still have some record stores. And it's you're the, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so in Notting Hill. Like the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was in Notting Hill. <laughs> you were the baby. Yeah. You were yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Looking at that like Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But there's something amazing about people who come into those stores because it's like they're, they're, it's like such a collective different. It's type. A, so it, these different people coming in. I'm trying to imagine. So going I've, I've, been, I've been to Hitchin. Right. Um, I'm trying to imagine the average record store goer there. What are they in there for? What oh, are you doing? Good in question. Hitchin? Is it quite an eclectic mix? Or I is do it? want to know what he was doing in Hitchin. Yeah, what are you doing in Hitchin? Don't ask questions. <laughs> You don't want to know. Eclectic mix of people. I was selling gin. Sure. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of. I also worked on the market. A lot of. And I got bones. <laughs> that was our. That was our. You that was took our my spot. job. <laughs> Were you the old kid? Did you not get a bonus either? either. No. Um. What, what? Eclectic mix. Definitely an eclectic mm. mix. I actually remember there was a. So there was a lot of sort of late to sort of middle aged to sort of early sixties sort of men in sort of leather jackets obsessed with metal, mm -hmm. like metal music. Good on them. You know, they loved all the mad metal music. Um, uh, and then there was a lot, you know what? It was the last time, if we even remember this, because maybe it was a sort of fleeting moment, but I don't think it was. I think it's happened in pop for a long time. We're just, us lot are like the last generation mm. that really had any idea, I think, about a record store in any kind of mainstream. Now mm. you've got to go seek them out and you've got to be really into it. And that's a very small sort of collection of people people in society mm. if they're our age or younger or old or whatever but um it was the last time that like either jules holland or like top of the pops was just about still going mm. whatever was on tv the night before or on the radio in, in the week leading up you they, they yeah. ran in on a friday or a saturday morning mm. when everyone's obviously not at work like i've just seen this thing on jules holland i've just seen this thing on tv on, on whatever late night talk show graham norton J jonathan ross whatever and they all wanted like i remember duffy do you remember duffy yes. like that, that and obviously the amy winehouse album um, back to black and like stuff like that. That get, was the vibe. There was a lot of people coming. Getting in for that. getting that that CD like back in the day and just getting it back home. Like, so you couldn't un you couldn't it unwrap amazing. it quick enough. And, and, you know, and I would just have it on repeat. Absolutely, it was, absolutely. It was it was your little discman that, that we, like yeah. Walkman we, thing. We, that we were had saying the, like, this before. The emotional connection that you have to that album is was so much stronger because you just listen to it so much and you follow the whole journey. And you Whereas also, a lot of the times now, it's like you just listen here and there. and like, you, You're scrolling through, the internet is in your palm of your hand and you're scrolling through and you can 
click, click to, to in a couple of clicks, you can go so far from the thing you mm. started with. Whereas with a record, I guess a, a CD or whatever it may be, or vinyl, whatever, as, a, as kids, like it was the next thing after unwrapping toys at Christmas at your birthday or when your mum bought you one mm. from the shop sort of thing, you unwrap that physical thing, that physical experience. And this is, you're just obsessed with that. And you know, other things around it aren't going to sort of sidetrack you in the same way. Mm. So that was the sort of the beauty of that. I remember that. And it's interesting. Like there are, some, what are they now? Gen Z is the next one, isn't it? Yeah, we don't know. It's going to sound is really, it, really yeah. old. What I don't it? care. What is it? Gen Z, I think that. I, I actually don't know either. Is After it, us, what, are Gen, we millennial? Are we millennial? Great. I, I always get confused with this. I don't know. That's we, a way to sort of keep yes. making yourself seem a little Gen Z. Yeah, if you just yeah, say, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm I don't somewhere know. Between, whatever. Man. I'm just in between. I'm just, We're all the same. You're one of the baby boomers. But there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a Wait, what's that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to categorize us. Let us be. There's a few... Who feel like they're sort of the next generation after us who are still sort of into, but it's still, I guess, like a few. I feel like you can still go into what, like Urban Outfitters and there's like a whole bunch of records. And yeah. I kind of like that. Mm. Anyway, but that, that record store time. was the one of the best experiences of my life. Working in there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Going in, I worked in sometime in the week after school and then on a Saturday, sometimes on a Sunday. It was unbelievable. And it was just because it was, it was me, you know, being, feeling so, so, so connected to music. Yeah. Playing guitar in were my you, room. Were you making music? Yeah, I was making music. I was uh, in my little town there. We, we were in different bands, me and my brother and, and Tom. Uh, who was a bass player and sometimes a guitar player. He's still the bass player in my band now. Amazing. I've known Tom since I was three. We learned to play guitar together when we were like 11. And we've always been into the sort of the same stuff. And um, we had a, a great, I always think it does sort of coincide slightly with the generation that we were. Um, we had a great uh, environment sort of um, community uh, as creative kids playing music in a small town that had one venue and a bunch of pubs with like a room that you could sort of play in. You know, mm, pubs, yeah. you go see bands in pubs. But I talk about my generation in that respect because it feels like we were the last uh, before uh, Be smartphones and everything. Before everything exploded. Like, yeah, like I yeah. do. I, there were definitely a sort of handful of friends who were like had this iPhone thing or had an iPod. Yeah. Okay, what's that? Wow, you can have loads and loads of music or whatever. But when we were like seven, 17, 16, 17, right? Yeah. Like not before then. Yeah, not before then. And so, mm. but from the age of 12, I was doing, between 12 and 14, I started to play in pubs. Okay. Like by 14, my brother, who's only a year older than, uh, what is he, 18 months older than me? Something like that. He's only a little bit older. And he was the lead singer in the band. And he, for whatever reason, had the confidence as we sort of roll around town in the afternoon to sort of walk into a pub and go, do you want some music? <laughs> you should be asked to play. You should <laughs> be like invited. <laughs> and put so they all like put their pints down and everyone just goes quiet and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh my kind God. of like in uh, well, American Wealth in London, <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, he'd just be like, like he, he went and got the gigs and then uh, I guess that inspired us to sort of do the same thing and then we were eventually we were doing it together. But like, that was also a very happy time, I've got to say. Like the, my experience of doing that in my little hometown, which, of which there was only about 30,000 people in it, just sort of about an hour from London. So at that age, not close enough to London to sort of get to London yeah. easily. 
um because chain was expensive and all of that but um we we had a great time doing that and and as far as like happiest times in my life for music like i i was about three or four four or five years into playing the guitar we started playing as a band we were the only band of all the bands going on in schools we were the only ones sort of daring to do original songs which were terrible but that didn't matter it was exciting. What, what kind of songs were we? What were the titles? Under the Streetlights. Yeah, there we go. That was a big tune. <laughs> that um, was big. High Time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, nobody That's was a actually, bit more upbeat. No one was, it, it, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. No one was like getting high. Did, well, not that high. <laughs> did, you, did you try and push your own records in the store when people came? You're like, I know you're coming for Pink Floyd, uh, we, but have right, you heard? So, so the, I can't remember. Have you heard this you, uh, brand new? I can't, so again, like specific sort of generation and everything. We had like a MySpace. Yeah, you oh kind of couldn't you couldn't push that in the record. MySpace was hilarious, but most people were like, "What's a MySpace?" Mo at the time, most people coming in to buy records were like, "Sorry, you would." We didn't have a CD. I, I, I listed fifty bands. That's like because I wanted everyone to know just how much I loved. Absolutely I right. Was like, I'm 50. so yeah, I'm so into music. <laughs> I want to cover every band so that someone go, "Oh, what you don't like that?" I'm like, "No, I've got no, it there. It's, it's on my it's MySpace. Read, have you seen my MySpace? Read my bio, mate. <laughs> read my bio. You had fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally list everything. You want to fucking seem cool as hell. <laughs> Absolutely right. But we we. Uh, we it was a good it was a good sort of time but there was a week i remember a week and again like respect to my my parents in 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 this way because there was a week when uh we had a gig every night what? we had a gig every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday we had, we had a gig every night in hitchin Man, so how old are you 14 15 yeah by that time we were probably 16 uh that's mad so it was like crunch time gcse's yeah, no big. interest <laughs> yeah no way we've got seven gigs this week yeah yeah come on don't even think about but it you know what we sorry, might i'm touring <laughs> hitchin yeah sorry <laughs> sorry guys my mum was cool though she would be like a tour bus to my go. Was, <laughs> just my dad's car <laughs> just two just two dad's cars because one dad's car was not enough seat. just rolling up to the pub in hitchin we're fucking here. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the, we uh, made as, it, far as, as far as like a tour experience, like there was there was none of that. No, but like it was like hitching, going to Stevenage for a couple of nights. Damn straight. Next door, you know what I mean? We, go, right. we got a show in Luton. Watch that out. was big. That was, we went to St. Albans. It was wild. Wild times. But like- that, did, you, did you play under the lights there? Oh yeah. Absolutely. In all of those rooms. My, the, the, under the, the street the, lights. The, under, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. My MySpace is Can we just do that again? Yours is not. Can we edit? Can so we just get that end. right? <laughs> Under the streetlights there, right? <laughs> no, keep it all. Keep it all. Don't let him get away with it. Um, we Under the streetlights, I, I think it was. Nailed it. <laughs> I, 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 we, I remember my mum was just being like, like, what time, basically, what time am I doing dinner? If you've got, like, she was supportive. She, you know, she was supportive of the fact that we had all those shows. She was like, so she, she was, was the manager, mum, man. She was, her, her respect to her for sort of going, <laughs> very mum stuff this, but like, let me make sure you've eaten. Yeah. Let me make sure you, you've eaten at like, what, four? Like we get home at 3.30 from school. Like we eat at 4.30. Then we got to get on the road. Good times. Did you always say, <laughs> get on the road as well? Literally, <laughs> always said, literally never. But that, <laughs> That's insane though. That, but because to have like liberal parents like that, that's that's like unique, I would say. It felt, you know, for me, uh, learning to play guitar and, and and I dived into that. I did a couple of lessons, but really my experience was putting records on and, and, and listening and picking it all up sort of by ear. And like, again, like three or four years into me learning to play the guitar, YouTube arrived. So I had a few years where I wasn't watching anything to learn. But then when YouTube arrived, I could like, you know, rewind it really easily and watch mm. someone playing guitar again and like watch what their fingers are doing and copy that. So that was a big thing. But my, my parents, I was all in my room doing all that, door shut, amp turned up. And lots of other guys at school, kids at school who's, who, who were trying to play the guitar, some of them had parents who were like, oh, you want to play guitar? Okay, you got to practice all the time. You're practicing now? Keep going. You got to do it. Keep going. Push, push, push. Very intense from the parents there. Mm. So other people's parents were saying, play guitar for a living. Mm. No, 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 no. 
that's not that's not going to get you anything. You need to focus on maths and science, and like some kids that works, but for some creative kids, pushing maths and science on them can be mm. or, or whatever. That's just sort of one mm. example. My parents sort of operated in the middle and just said, you know, if you if you love it, follow it. See what happens. Yeah, man, it's fucking wicked, though. I love that. It was good. It's such will... a great way to be. But I guess... Because parents, it's hard, right? Because I know your dad at the moment, we're yeah. going to talk about that. You, you, you want the best for your kids, right? And yeah. so, and, and also... She's nine months old. She's trying to roll yeah. under the chair all the time. And I'm saying, listen, if you want to roll under the, the chair... <laughs> yeah. Pick got up to, the guitar. You've got to get a job at the market. <laughs> now, my, I, I will say my parents, like, <laughs> you know, there's, 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 there's parents who thought it was unrealistic and there's parents who, who were too intense about it to, to friends of mine. Um, but... While my parents sort of gave me all the sort of free reign to explore playing music um, in, in any way that I sort of wanted to, they also, as far as like, okay, what, so you want to make a living out of this one day? They kind of would say, that's not going to come immediately. So like the supermarket or whatever the job might mm. be, you're going to have to do that at the same time. Because initially, uh, you know, music is not going to sort of pay any bills and it might never. So they did say that. And that was very important. And I think, I, I know I'll carry that forward. Yeah, yeah, but also I think what you had as well down to your parents is setting up those things in the morning gives you that work ethic. So you knew you had to graft at something to get it right. right yeah, and, and you know, it was still, I, it's, I, I make it sound like my dad or someone else's dad of, of the guys in the band would like drive us around. We kind of had to ask and it had to be kind of convenient for them as well. Mm. Or else we'd have to find some other way to kind of get amps and guitars to venues, to rehearsals and stuff. It wasn't like, super straightforward this is important like they weren't just doing every single thing for us they were, there was always a bit of room for like us to have to work something out and mm -hmm. try always try ourselves first and if we were like completely at a loss then hey dad can you yeah but mate what, what i find funny is that um and interesting is that you're one of these people you, you've loved music since you were a kid your mm. first memory was bruce yeah bruce Springsteen, yeah right? I, I remember I, I still love springsteen but my, my early we have me and my brother i say we were close in age we grew up like hanging out in the same room and listening to records and playing toys, whatever together. And um, so the shared experience was fun. That was a, that was a big part of it. Cause if I, if he was into more, something more than me, then maybe it turned me onto that music. And, and cause you admired him or what? Well, just, just the energy of like, when you're a kid and there's another mm -hmm. kid who's like, this is amazing. You're like, okay, let me, let me see what that's about. And when that's your brother, who's always there, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that was very sort of handy, I think. And probably the same for him, but Bruce Springsteen, my dad used to love, Springsteen still, you know, he loves Springsteen and the, the Stones. Like he's like their age. So when 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 he was eighteen and the Stones were kicking off, he he could sort of go to London. Or by the time he's like twenty two, I think he was living in London. He could be around it and go and see them at different venues when they were like a new band and all that stuff. So he kind of grew up with that, and um, very much was just listening to it in the house when we were kids. My mum, it was all soul music, stack stuff, and Motown stuff. She would listen to out the radio and put those records on. Um, and I fell in love with all of that, but it was so sort of the fabric yeah. of my upbringing. Um, it was ingrained within it you. It was right? just in the background all the time. And they, again, my parents were loving it and celebrating that music. So mm. it, it, it made me even more sort of intrigued. And Springsteen is still a, a huge inspiration to me to this day, but so is soul music. And, and those were all, when, that, when those records and those artists were new, they were the pop music of the time um, in the same way that Olivia Rodrigo is now. So whatever sort of 10 year old is, who who has parents playing Olivia Rodrigo's music is going to be like, oh, wow, that's, that's, you know, I'm into that too. But you had this loyalty, which is like, we well, can say, so you, you know, your, your, your bandmate, you know, since you, Tom, yeah. Yeah, you, since you were three, you have this loyalty to the music that you create and make yeah. that you, you, you haven't changed that, you know, you, 
you you've known Lucy, your partner, mm. since you fifteen, fifteen years old. Sixteen, we were together. yeah, you've been together thirteen years yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. But you have this, is this loyalty. The, the record store. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. How same, insane same, is that? Same, same guys. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In and the record store, Lucy's brother Art is is my guitar tech. What? So, but Art, you have I this actually... loyalty towards like your life, which I, which is because re- just to put it out there. You, you hear this a lot of the time. You've had so much success in this industry. You have, right? And like, you I know, hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, 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 but you have. And, you know, you had, chasing it. you had success from like, you know, even the first album, right? Yeah, it was man. in the US and stuff like that. Yeah. And what typically happens a lot of the time, as you see it, is that people get success, especially from a small town. Mm. You move out, you go mm. on, you go to bigger and better things, which mm. you think are going to do all these different mm. stuff. And you're going to reach out for all these mm. different people. No, you've just stayed true to who you are, which is a, which is rare, right? I, I try, I guess, I you know, I I try and I try and I try my fucking damnedest, yeah, to not compare my experience to other folks because there was a great analogy the other day. Um, I heard about like it was actually a guy talking about his kids running a sports day, running mm-hmm. a race, yeah. running the sprint, yeah. And he said his daughter kind of came out the blocks and was just smashing everybody. Came out the blocks. And looking, looking, <laughs> looking straight, looking straight ahead, running as fast as she could. Mm. And halfway down the track on a hundred meters or whatever. And these kids are like eight. And uh, so probably not even hundred meters, I suppose. But running down the track, she looks left and hearing all the cheering and she looks to see how she's getting on. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you look to your right and look to your left, your yeah. balance does something and you slow down. Mm. Um, and she kind of came in second or third because she was very clearly sort of quite fast. And then she ran another race and she just kept looking straight forward uh, and she just, she won the race because she was mm. definitely the fastest, but she sort of threw herself off. I can't tell. So that is an analogy sort of mm, for the rest of like life, whoever you are. It's such a, it's such a resonant thing. I love it's, that. That's it's great. Hard. It's hard though. Can we all agree? Like it's very hard not to look left and right. So, hey, of course. So in life, never look left and right. Just keep running. Well, don't compare yourself. Well, we were to what supposed to do inspirational doing. stuff yeah. at the end, right? Fuck, man, Sorry. you ruined it. You we'll just we'll work the edit out. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's that's. I do like it. felt. It felt. Just don't compare yourself to what anyone else is doing. Just compare yourself to what you're doing in your absolutely lane. Absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, a, 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 a relevant sort of point to make is it's very fucking hard. It's mm. very difficult to to do that. Whoever you are, however it's going, uh, my experience is that. Um, I mean, look, my first album was a was an incredible experience for a first album, definitely. Like you, you when when it's the first thing you ever put out, and it, it was taking me all around the world and wherever I play, Australia, America. Uh, I remember going to play in Japan, and we were going all throughout Europe and all these different places, and every show was sold out, and it was unbelievable that experience. And it's 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 more or less kind of maintained, but like as time passes, more and more new artists come through, and of course they are always the most exciting, and they sort of should be, mm. but um it gets harder and harder to not look left and right. Mm, because yeah. I think if, if something, if, if you come out of, if you debut like I did with, with you're such hitting a here, you're a hitting high, here straight away, you yeah. know, then you want to do that again. Um, and you think, okay, how do I do it? And you don't know. I didn't, I didn't really know and appreciate that. I just looked straight ahead because mm. I was completely new to everything. So you glance left and right. And the, the chances, of course, every time, this is why you won't, it's one in a million when Adele's second album is so massive. This is why that doesn't happen to everybody all the time because mm-hmm. it's just a rare, it's a rare result. But um, I suppose my, my point is, it's, it's hard not to look left and right. And it's, but that's what you try uh, to do. Uh, but that's what you, you have to keep trying to do. And I, I suppose to come back to something you were saying and, and to add to the point I'm making, I guess, keeping those people around me who I grew up with Man. is sort of vital. But, you know, Art, Lucy's brother, youngest brother, he, um, I knew him first. We went to the same school, same secondary school. And um, we were both 
a friend of mine, he was friends with the brother of a friend of mine. So everybody's kind of close or one person away from each other. Everybody's into playing guitar. Mm. Art is particularly good at like building things and taking things apart. And then obviously I met Lucy not long after that and we're connected in another way. But it was really exciting when I had any reason to take a close friend of mine, you know, an old friend of mine, which is what he was at the time already. When we were, when he was 21, I was 23, I think, when we first went on tour together. It was so exciting to, to bring someone from, together. from home, you know, yeah, from, yeah, where yeah. It all, from where it all started and from before where it all started. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, uh, to bring him on as sort of a, a, as a tech like that, because like, re- respectfully, there's a guy, you know, who, who takes the piss out of me in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got like refer- reference points. Do you remember like yes. how it used to be and yes. like look at it now? We've got, got there's a photo that. at the end of, we, I think the last tour that we did for my, for my first album was in America towards like Christmas. 2016 at the end of that year um we were out in america for a couple of weeks doing like radio show they do these like christmas radio shows sort of packaged nights which is not like a normal tour you're on the bill with different artists and stuff and at the end of that tour um we had a massive night on the tour bus uh we had a great time uh i don't really remember properly getting to sleep and then the driver had to pull over at some point wherever we pulled over it was a little bit further south in the country so it was warmer even though it was december and it was like five or something in the morning mm. and, I, and, and the sun was coming up and we got out of the bus kind of for a bit of fresh air also because we were both a little bit, you know, <laughs> we'd had a few. And um, there's this photo that our driver, Adrian, took. I, can't, I have to find the picture. I probably put it on Instagram a million years ago. But um, he's gone down the bank. He's like gone down the bank from, from the highway where he's parked the side of the bus, literally on the side of the highway. Yeah. Because there's nothing on the road. It's really early in the morning. And me and Art were just sort of stood next to each other looking out at the sunrise and the bu- there's this giant tour bus and you can see the silhouette of it and the door open and me and Art in the front, standing in front of it. Art was particularly, bless him, he's wasted with all respect. <laughs> Love you. And, um, and he just, but he gets all beautiful and emotional when he's like that. Yeah. And he just said, you know, look at what we've done. Look at where we've, and we've had many moments since. I've, I've, and then vomited. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> He'd love the story even more if that was the case. Uh, wouldn't we all? But um, it's a great picture. We're silhouetted and there's this huge sunrise going on, like just the very beginning of it. Uh, yeah. And it's a real m- memory. It's, a, it's, it's been captured and it's a, mm. it was a great sort of moment because after that we went home, we all had like Christmas and then I started getting to work on the second album, which meant we didn't tour for a little while. Um, but that moment when you realize it and you go like, Fuck, this when is you realize done. all yeah. of that stuff, but you have They're someone so with epic, you and I had Tom on kid? the bus, you know, Tom was on the bus asleep, but like he, you know, he's someone I've grown up with as well. Yeah. And it's just a wonderful thing to have. Dude, I you can't, you can't write those moments. No, They're this is like, insane. They're just so special. It's, it's true. Just... You, you can't, uh, because also, I don't know, I guess it would be just as likely that you'd start that journey and it would go where it's gone. And, and the guys that you sort of grew up with might not want to carry it on or whatever, you know, I, d- I don't know. But like the fact that we've kind of gone this distance so far, it's one of the things I'm most proud of, definitely. It's, it's, it's a cool that. thing to share. Hey, James, we're going to have to stop there for part one. I want to come back for part two, where um, I want to talk about Leap, your album, sure. and the fact that you, uh, you're you vulnerable, this album. Yeah, man. Vulnerability, baby. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> oh, you bet. We're going to talk about vulnerability. Let's do it. Oh, we're going to do it. See you in part two.